This episode is sponsored by MyXP. MyXP is a ministry committed to helping pastors solve problems. Head on over to myxp.church and find out more. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice two times a week. Mm. From a Reformed Baptist perspective, my name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, boo-boo? Nothing. You know, actually, at this point, mm. I will be on my way. When this drops, I am on my way to Kentucky. Now, are you on your way? This yes. is Because this is going to drop. Yep, yep. Technically, this posts at midnight. The website is online at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Where are you right now? In bed. Okay, so you're not on your way when this drops. What? Yeah, well, you when know, most people are listening to this, exactly, I am on my way to Kentucky. Are you, and you're driving, driving. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Six hours. Yeah, with yeah. The kids. seven hours. Yeah. Seven hours. Yeah. What? Well, bathroom breaks. No, it actually. Oh, because you're going. You're not going to Louisville. You're going. Correct. Got it. Got it. Got it. Correct. Louisville's like six hours, something like that. So yeah, heading on down. Now, um, when you're in Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, ooh, you're gonna fish. I'm gonna fish. You're gonna hang out on the boat. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna hang on the lake the whole time. Yep. Um, it's gonna, it sounds like it's going to be going to take pictures so people can follow you of on course, yeah. jfowler63 mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. to see all that stuff. Now, uh, are there going to be any Kentucky things that you're doing besides fishing while you're there? Is there going to be any – Are because you, you, when you go to a state or you mm. go to a country, you got to get into the, the culture. Oh, of course. So what are you going to do to celebrate Kentucky culture while you're there? Drink bourbon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, what kind? Uh, any kind of – anything I can get on my hands. Okay, well – On Kentucky bourbon. All right. Well, there's, there's all kinds, so you – know. You know, I'll try to get uh, – I'm trying to think of uh, one off the top of my head. Oh, I just had one last night. I can't remember now. Darn it. Well, um, I'm going to miss you. Are you really? No, yeah, you're not. Yes, I am. You're wow. going to be gone forever. Four days. Yeah, that's a week. Four days. That is a week. That's not a week. That's like half of a month almost. Oh, it's you're just... so messed up. I don't, you, I, don't, I don't get you sometimes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, I don't know. What are you going to do while I'm away? Complain. I'm going to do something different. You do I'm that when complain. I'm here. I'm not you complain whether I'm here or whether I'm gone. You're going to hang out with Steve. You and Steve are going to be best friends again. Uh, Definitely. We're going to record some podcasts, I think. Yeah. I'm taking the gear with me. No, you're not. I'm taking it. No, you're not. I'm taking, taking it. it. I'm gonna go record. You ain't got room. I'm gonna find somebody. I got room. room. It's a big boat. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're gone while this drops, and mm-hmm. um, man, June is wrapping up. July is right here. Goodness, we've so, got we got legacy coming up. Legacy's coming up this legacy's month or next up. month. Yeah, yeah. July. We've also got uh, you're heading to South Africa. People are asking for details. Yeah, on that. I got I got word over there. They're gonna they're gonna hit me back and then I'll put it up there for everybody to know. Good. If you you're in South Africa, that. I think there'll be like a Sunday thing. I'm preaching a couple times. Uh, maybe a church. I don't know. I really don't know. They're just gonna tell me where to go and I preach. So that sounds about like on par for you. Not that's what knowing I do. what I don't do. know where I'm going. Yeah, I don't no need to worry idea about, about anything. I don't need to worry about it. I know that I, I know who I'm talking to in general. I'm talking to pastors, and/or I'm talking to Christian bookstores, um, and I think I, I'm, I think I'm going to be at a church as well. I just don't understand how you can live like that, like this idea of of not knowing. Why do I need to know? Why, why would you want to be prepared? I am prepared. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're not, are you prepared to share with the audience here? Yeah, I told you. So I know can, the audience. I just don't know where. No, 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 but the audience here. Oh yeah, no, I'm not prepared for you're that. You're not prepared to no. share because people are asking. Yeah, we've but we've been asked two or three times yeah. from people in South. Yeah, but it was like the same guy though. No, it's so not. It's the same it's guy. It's not the same, same guy. guy. Harpin. It's not Harpin the same guy. away. No, it's the, it's not Harpin the same guy. Harpin away. It's, no, that's anyway. Hey, South African, chill. It, okay. It was two or three of them. Oh, it was one guy. Different accounts. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I looked it up. <laughs> you so good. You're so Trumpian in your conspiracy Yeah, man. Theories. Hey, how'd <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I didn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> so All as right. uncomfortable as that is, Joe, mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about today? Uh, I don't know. You said you wanted to talk about comfortable Christianity. I get to I get to bring up what yeah, I want to talk about. You said today you said, is hey, the day. You said we're going to talk about this. Today is my day. Today is your day, bro. Today is my day. <laughs> yes, today is my day. So. I can't remember. It was like a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, uh, Joe's preaching. Great sermon, Joe. Fantastic oh, sermon. Yeah. I'm sure it was great. No, it was. It no, was really yeah, good. No, man, I'm, I'm I glad mean, you told Thanks for telling me. No, I, yeah, man. No, I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> and I'm I so encouraged you. right now. Good. And what I really loved about it uh, is the ending when you said amen. Yeah, when it was finally done. <laughs> 44 no. minutes and 39 seconds later. You start off with, uh, it's, not, it's not often I get to hear a uh, John Rambo first blood uh, illustration. Oh, did I make? I did. Sorry, I did make a first blood. You did the first. I was the. Blood. I opened up. I opened up with first blood. <laughs> hey, man, listen. You got it. Either they know first blood, or they need to know first blood. Okay, because I, you know, I'm looking at the passage. I've already got the passage up, and I'm reading it. And then Joe starts the sermon, and he starts with uh, first blood, and he sticked. I looked at Michelle to go. This is going to be good. I was like, <clears throat> genius. <laughs> it was just such a perfect illustration. But either way. One, at, at some point in the sermon, you touched on comfortable Christianity as a false religion. And during the sermon, I start texting Joe <laughs> while he's preaching. I'm like, that that right there is that's a topic. Yeah, my back pocket, my back, my back pocket starts going <laughs> while I'm preaching. Thanks, Jimmy. You're welcome. And so I'm like, bam, that's good. Let's hit that. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about, Joe, is this this idea of comfortable Christianity, especially because like I never thought of it in those terms as a false religion. I've always kind of seen it as as a uh, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a corruption, a little bit of yeah, corruption, a little bit of corruption, in our, in our and, and yeah, but not not to the degree right. that you uh, uh, that you mentioned and then actually supported. Well, like it, comfort isn't bad, right? We all no. love to be comfortable. Oh, yes. Like you're you're going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Now, you I hope you don't mind. I'm not asking for permission though. Um in you're the not past, amounts. In, in, in the in the past, mm-hmm. you've taken your family on a boat onto onto a body of water before. Yes. Yeah, it was a little little cramped. It was a little it was cramped. A little, it wasn't, you know. Uh, and so this time, you've got a giant yacht basically is what you have. You it's have a that, river yacht. You have not, a river you have a lake so yacht. Stop it. It's like a yacht. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. Um but you got a, you got a, you got a natural What kind of a boat is it? Uh, it's you called it something. Is well, it a, a houseboat. It's a houseboat. It's a houseboat. It's a houseboat. So yeah, um, so like, they're going to spend the week on on there, or not mm, quite a four week, days, but yeah, yeah four days. And so they, hey, they got three kids. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to be fishing. The, the whole vacation is on that boat, mm-hmm. the mini vacation. Mm-hmm. And so like, and you do that because you want everybody to be comfortable and to have a good time and to leave me alone. Jimmy needs some Jimmy time. That's it. So like, hey, I'm going to be at the front of the boat. Yeah, uh, fishing. Right. Uh, drinking. And I want you to be in the back of the boat. Michelle with the kids. He's going to be in the back of the boat. Making P- PB&Js. That, no, no, they're going to yeah. be in the back of the boat. Making they PB&Js. Can, they can swim. They can do whatever they want. Right, right. Taking naps. Taking naps. Play games. Whatever they want. But my <laughs> but, dad and I are going to be in the front. Comfort. Uh, wait, your dad's going? Yeah. Yeah, I invited my dad. Why you invite your dad and you don't, you don't invite me? I did invite you. No, you I, didn't. I have the text. You, you, bring it up. Oh, fine. You really bring it up. Want me to you do not have it. I You're going to get busted course, right here. I have it right here. Mm-hmm. You, you want to see it? Yeah, Hold on, I do. Going. Uh-huh. You want me to read it? Uh, well, yes, I do. I actually I actually want you to read the text where you invite me to come on vacation with you to, to, to Kentucky. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So uh, we're talking about, keep going. Keep we're talking going. about comfortable Christianity. Jimmy's getting uncomfortable. No, no. Because I just caught him in a lie. Uh-uh. A lie. Not at all, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's that text? 
Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Oh no, you keep going. Don't tell you me. Want me to keep yeah. Going. Yeah. You ain't got it. Oh no. It ain't there. I do Didn't have happen. it. Didn't I happen. I do have it. Mm-mm. Oh. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe. I hope it's cool. I'm going to do a quick trip with the family, June 29th to the 20th, July 2nd, back for July 3rd at the church. Cool. This is Joe. Cool. Will you be picking me up at my house, or should Jen drop me off at your place before we leave for the airport? I go, you want to go fishing in Kentucky? Plenty of room on the 80-foot houseboat. I <laughs> You busted yourself. Uh... And Joe says, oh, forget that noise. Okay, so first of all, you were joking. Uh, uh, that was a joke. Okay, so you invited me, but it was a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So comfortable Christianity. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for, for, for being honest um, about your uh, lake yacht. And um, let everybody know you've got a 180-foot lake yacht. It's lake not 180. Yacht. It's only 180. 180. It's 80 feet. 80 is 100. Which is big. It's massive. Yeah. But no, it, it, listen. <laughs> it's like anything. Else, I also man. got it. Not only that, I invited my dad, but I also invited my siblings because I was thinking if they wanted to join, they can come as well. They they all declined. Thank goodness. <laughs> they all declined. Oh my gosh, that would have gotten tight. I don't care how big that boat is. You get all your siblings on there, it gets tight. I like uh-uh. doing family stuff. Yeah, not me. Nope. So anyway, um, comfortable Christianity. Uh, so comfort isn't bad. Comfort is a good thing. Yep. But comfortable Christianity is not just a corruption of our faith. It is a different faith. Yeah. Because it is... It is holding out the idea that our faith should be um, something else. Well, it, it, it should be bringing the faith itself should be ensuring a worldly comfort. And that, that's what I really mean mm. by it, that that there are tons of people out there, tons of us. And we all do this right at different times that we are tempted to long for worldly comfort more than we long for Jesus. And I know that we do this and I know that people believe in comfortable Christianity. And I and one of the main reasons I know this is because. When I pin people down, a lot of Christians will tell me they do not want Jesus to come back. Oh, yet. They don't want Jesus to come back yet because they want to see their grandkids or they want to see their kids get married or they want to get married. They want to get married and have sex. They uh, they want to have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to achieve a certain level of of of, uh, of success. And a lot of us feel this way. And sometimes yeah, I'm not judging it, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, want Jesus to come back, which is the greatest thing. It's his plan. It's mm-hmm. the finality of his work of redemption. I don't want him to come back until I get to experience these things. This is one of the reasons uh, that I think it's fair to say most of us uh, lean into a kind of comfortable Christianity, which is really a kind of prosperity gospel. Oh, hit on that because you touched on that in the sermon. It okay. So, like, how does that? What's the well, prosperity gospel? Health, wealth, and uh, health, wealth, and prosperity. Like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. Bling, bling, he- bling, yeah. lamb, and bloom. So, yeah. yeah, that you should you you should have. All these things, these comfortable things. Yeah, I guess. God's plan for your life yep. is for you to be healthy, yep, wealthy, and wealthy, yep, and, and got some and, money, and and happy in this world, yep. And um, and we hate this, right? Because these false, hellbound teachers are out there taking money from people who are told if you will if you will sow this money, you'll get money oh. in return. Oh, it's so they're they're preying on people's worldly desires. And, and needs. Their fears, yeah. Worldly, and these are true needs. Like, the people are poor, they're struggling, they need help, and they, they're saying, listen, God's plan for you is for you to have everything that you need. Now, let me just say, God does have a plan for all of us to have all of our worldly needs met, but not this side of the resurrection. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't happen this side of the resurrection. So, 
we know what the prosperity gospel is. Most of us hate it, but we don't hate comfortable Christianity because, you know, it's just, okay, you know, I, I live here in the Western world, American world, uh, in our context, right, west of Chicago in a middle class to affluent area, yeah. eh, you know, and we, we get kind of used to the idea of things being comfortable. But Christianity inherently is uncomfortable in many ways, right? It's It's not... It's not a feel-good religion in that, like, hey, we get to um, – uh, when you become a Christian, your life is just going to be awesome, even though we sell it that way evangelistically mm-hmm. oftentimes, right? God loves you and has a wonderful plan yeah, for your yeah. life. You want your marriage to be better? Become a Christian. Become a Christian. That's right. Give your life to Christ, yeah. and uh, all your all your pain and suffering will go away. Right. Instead, when reality is, it's like, well, you know what? Sometimes you believe in Christ and your spouse leaves you, mm-hmm. um, or they start hitting you, yeah. or uh, your kids start mocking you. Or your parents abandon you. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about um, uncomfortable Christianity. That Christianity is in many ways uncomfortable. So what, what, what comes to your mind when you think about uh, the, the kind of discomfort that Christianity inherently brings? Like one of the things that I was saying in that sermon was is when, when you become a Christian, you sign up for suffering. You're saying yeah. like I'm – I'm in That's for the hard road. Yeah. Okay. Taking up my cross. Yeah. Right. So I think I think one of the things that makes uh, Christianity uncomfortable is repentance. Right. Yeah. Is actually dealing with your sin uh, when when these things come to mind. You need to repent of your faithlessness. You need to repent right. of of your uh, of your hatred. You need to repent of your pride and and repent of your greed. Uh, these you know I think before Christ. There's a sense I'm doing pretty good right now, and you know, for some people, in a worldly sense, well, yeah, they're doing they great. Be, they're, they're doing morally well, yeah. and right? they're, you know, they're not all miserable either. No, no, I, I know, I know, non Christians that are like we know, we know guys at the cigar shop. They're not Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And they have, they have successful careers. They have happy families. They're not miserable. No, like this idea, like well, everybody is in a, in a sense is experiencing a worldly misery. Uh, because they're not believers, it's just not true. No, it's not true. But they still, there's still repentance needed. Yeah, right. And so that's uncomfortable. That 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 stinks. No one likes being told when they're wrong and what they've done. Uh, uh, that they've that they stand that they're enemies of God. Right. And like as Christians, repentance is hard because it's it's hard for everybody. Um, in in that it's it's uncomfortable for everybody. But I think especially as a Christian, because we know. That this thing that I have to repent of is something that I actually really like. I oh, really like point. this thing. I love this thing. You know, I love my porn. People are they're not going to say that, but they love their porn, or they they love their affair, or they love their sense of superiority over somebody else. Right? Yeah. They love gossiping. Whatever that thing is, that they they love their idol. Right? Their thing that they bow down to uh, and worship. They love that thing. They really do. And. It is uncomfortable to be confronted with that level of sin, and it's uncomfortable to let it go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to lay it down, but I find so much comfort in it. I find so much, you know, uh, I derive so much pleasure from it. And for me to lay it down and to deny myself is brutal. Which and- then leads to, I think, another another aspect of uncomfortable Christianity is is holiness, is sanctification, right. is is abandoning those things that, as Joe mentioned, that you do find comfort and pleasure in. Knowing that they are uh, that they're sinful, mm-hmm. and that you, you have to change uh, your habits and your mind, and that you right. you abandon sin and cling to Christ. And I think that, like we all, I think we know as believers that holiness 
is a kind of happiness, right? That there is a there is a spiritual joy, a spiritual happiness in doing good, right? Oh, yeah. God says to Cain, if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted? Like when we obey the Lord, there is joy in that, especially as believers, right? We, in fact, I would say only as believers. There is real joy, appropriate joy, not pride, not pride but there is joy in, in doing the right thing for the glory of God. But um, holiness is always taken up in a confrontation to our self-interests, right? Our, our, our base desires. And so like, you know, one of the things that you had mentioned just in passing was taking up your cross, right? So mm. take up your cross, deny yourself. This is the essence of the Christian life, to deny yourself. And the reason denying yourself is, is, is uncomfortable, is hard, is because it really is virtually impossible for you to do on your own. Right? You, you can't do it apart from the grace of God. In mm. fact, John Calvin uh, writes on self-denial quite a bit, and yeah, what he writes is so great because he's writing on, like, hey, listen, you're supposed to deny yourself in order to love your neighbor, and you love your neighbor and deny yourself even if your neighbor is a total jerk, or even if your neighbor is a wicked man, even if, even if it's a wicked woman. That doesn't determine whether or not you deny yourself and love them. What determines that you deny yourself and love them is that they are made in the image of God and you belong to Jesus. Oh, yeah. One of the things that Calvin says here is how difficult it is to perform the duty of seeking the good of our neighbor. Unless you leave off all thought of yourself and in a manner cease to be yourself, you will never accomplish it. How can you exhibit these those works of charity that Paul describes unless you renounce yourself and become wholly devoted to others? Mm-hmm. Like it, that's a that's a huge paradigm shift in the way that we think about ourselves as Americans in particular, right? Like yeah. it's me first, I got to take care of me and it, we're so self-interested and so self-centered. Build that wall. Right? So that the idea, that I'm not opposed to the wall. I'm just going to say, I, I, I like a wall. We have a wall anyways, don't we? Got like a fence. <laughs> keep we got going. something, Stop don't we? Keep going. You, you distracted me with keep the wall going. thing. <laughs> but I do think we need to be like, hey man. Mm, yeah, go ahead. Let's, tell us again about separating children from their family. Yeah, continue. Oh, I don't think you should do that. I oh, think that's okay. a bad idea. Oh, but yeah. come on now. Don't, I mean, you, you agree with Jeff Sessions that it's biblical. We're just following oh my the law of the land. Hey Jeff, hey Jeff, shut your hole. Oh my gosh, don't, listen. Stop it. Stop using the oh man, I don't want the, the last thing we need are politicians to be using the Bible. Especially if they use the Bible in an Oh, you agree you disagree with Jeff Durbin and and getting a theocracy going? Uh I'm definitely not <laughs> for uh theonomy. No. And uh Oh yeah, that's yeah, theonomy. And, uh, but theonomy would lead to it could lead to yep, a yep, theocracy. Yep. Um but what I'm saying, what was I saying? What we t- you're I don't know, you, you, you got me distracted on Jeff yeah, Sessions you, you, and building yeah, you, a wall. Yeah, you wanted to build a wall? No, I don't want to build a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but like, border security's good. Yeah, border security's good. You gotta let people in, too. You gotta let people in. You gotta have a wall to keep bad people out. But you gotta, you gotta have doors to let mm-hmm. people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they yeah. Have uh, trap doors to send the bad guys. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, John Calvin, neighbors, continue. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is the idea, right? It, it, is, it is to deny yourself to love somebody else is uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, we're going to talk about comfort here in a little bit, but that's not something that naturally resonates with us. Oh, it no. supernaturally resonates with us when the spirit of Christ is in us. Oh, absolutely. But no, it's all about me first. Correct. And it's 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 meism, it's selfism that we really promote in our culture, and that has bled into a lot of the church, which is why comfortable Christianity is really a thing. And so, Joe, I mean, before we kind of talk more about kind of where we find our comfort in as as Christians, I mean, I think what we need to talk about though is that as as pastors, what could we find comfort in? Where does our help come from? Okay, Joe? so 
I mean, we know, it comes we know from the our Lord. help comes from the Lord. We yeah. know that our hope and our mm-hmm. confidence is in Jesus, mm-hmm. in in his sovereignty, mm-hmm. in, in his word. But after that, <laughs> after Jesus, maybe my, my, XP. My, my XP might be up there somewhere. Not, not close so, to Jesus. So not close to Jesus. Close. Not close to Jesus. But it's up there. Such horrible well, people. I, you know what? I would put more confidence in my XP <laughs> than in, um, you know, in what? Some other online orgs. Like what? Ministries. I don't want to name them. You don't want saying. to name them? No. Why okay. would I do that? Well, because you want to protect people so they don't be going to those things. That's exactly it. That's... Go to myxp.church. <laughs> myxp.church. Yeah, that's where so, you go. Yeah. Myxp.church is a ministry committed to solving problems for pastors. And so one of the ways that they're going to help is they help with bookkeeping, they help with coaching, they help solve problems, and they do that through the weekly connect. And you get a 60-minute connect session where uh, you kind of go through, you get an update on, on where things are at, and they behind the scenes, my XP is sitting there uh, going to work. They're standing ready at attention. They're not sitting there. <laughs> They're standing ready at attention to solve problems, to strengthen systems and communication. And so, uh, I mean... Ministry can be lonely, especially for the the pastor of a small church or a, a church that's just planted, uh, and the load should not just be on them. And so my XP can come alongside, support, help, encourage, pray. And so you want to head on over to myxp.church, schedule your free initial connect, and between now and August, if you sign up, the first month is 30% off. You mentioned doctrine and devotion. Get that comfort. One of the things that I think makes Christianity uncomfortable is the very nature of what we believe in. Oh, we yes. believe in yes. Now, in one sense, it's to us it's glorious. God saves unworthy sinners by grace alone. But that's uncomfortable to people in our culture who would say, "Hey, uh, I'm not unworthy. I'm entitled. I'm mm. worth it." Right? That, that's yeah. that, that's an American phrase. You're worth it. I'm worth it. Right? That's what every commercial essentially teaches us. Right? You're worth it. You should have this. Well, lower y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's Maybelline. So, oh, is it really? No, I don't know. Oh, that, I don't that, know. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, that's, that's, that, that's that. Okay. I think L'Oreal, you're worth it. Yeah. Uh, Calgon, take me away. I have no idea what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, ancient Chinese secret. I don't know what you're talking about. These are older commercials that you wouldn't know anything about. So, From 1920 um, or 25? 1820. Ah. All print. <laughs> um, yeah, like this, we, we, we so, we are, we are so wired towards, um, you know, thinking that we're worthy, that that the, the notion that that God would say you're not worthy, yeah, but I love you anyways, and then I'm going to save you by grace alone. But people just don't want handouts; they don't like, but they want to earn it. They want to they want to merit it, and so like that's offensive. But yeah, there's like there has to be some sort of uh, which is ironic to them that they feel like there has to be some sort of sacrifice. There has to be some sort of discomfort. I can't just I, I can't just right. have it. I want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I want to pay for it. But then. When we say, well, salvation, not only is it, are we unworthy and salvation is by grace, but it is only through Jesus and you will only receive it mm-hmm. through the open hands of faith where you believe in Christ. Outside of that, you're not going to receive it. So now we got the exclusivity of salvation in Jesus. That makes our faith uncomfortable. That makes us uncomfortable because everybody views us as narrow-minded, primitive, bigoted, yeah, hateful yeah. people. Like, oh, so, so, so you think everybody else is going, you, you think Jews are going to hell? You think... Uh, Muslims are going to hell. You think uh, the person who's never heard about Jesus is going to hell uh, all because they don't believe in Jesus? And of course, my response is, listen, we're all going to hell. We are all going to hell unless Christ saves us by his blood and we receive that through faith in him. So, um, and by the way, I don't think think people are going to hell simply because they don't believe in Jesus. I think we're going to hell because we break God's law. We've all broken God's law. That's why we're going to hell. 
If you happen to hear the gospel and 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 don't believe in it, that's another reason you're, you're going to hell. But the reason you're going to hell is not because you don't believe in Jesus, it's because you've broken God's law. So it, this this is a wildly uncomfortable situation that we find ourselves in, in the world, right? In the in a worldly sense. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, when we're talking then, we, you're hearing all these things. I mean, these are uncomfortable things, right, Joe? These are, these are things that are troubling. These are things that are... Uh, discouraging. They're, Suffering persecution, Jesus promises, like, you will be persecuted. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where then do we find our comfort, right? Like My XP. No, stop it. Where, where the, the, oh, we're done? We're, we're done with we're that. Done. Dude, month is over? Their month is My over. My XP. <laughs> <laughs> like, where then do we find our comfort then? I mean, I mean, when it comes to, at least one of the things I'm thinking of, uh, where do we find our comfort in Christianity? I think in the grace of God. I mean, that's yeah. what we've been talking about here is the gospel. What we've been talking about is, is is uh, the person and work of Jesus Christ that as undeserved sinners who break God's law and cannot keep God's law perfectly, we have a Savior uh, who in our place lives, dies, mm-hmm. and we are we are raised up in new life with Him. Right. That see, we have this ultimate spiritual and eternal comfort because of that, and then that. That God of comfort, right? That's, that's what the scripture says in Second Corinthians chapter 1, that he's the God of comfort. So he comforts us eternally with this hope that we have, and then it bleeds into our circumstances. Our circumstances aren't going to change. Well, they, they will change for better or for worse from time to time. It's gonna, it just depends. But um, God never promises, that, hey, I'm going to take away the physical pain uh, in your life, or I'm going to – like he's not going to take away Huntington's disease from my family. Right, uh, not until the resurrection. He's not gonna. He's not gonna magically take the the strokes and the disability away from my from my mom. Um, you know, he's not gonna. He's not gonna take away. Uh, he he can do that, and he oftentimes does heal uh, supernaturally. But this is not the norm. Um, he doesn't promise these things, but he does promise to comfort us in our afflictions and in our circumstances. That's right. And the one verse that came to mind just a couple of minutes ago when you were talking was Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three through four where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. So first of all, all comfort, we have access to comfort because the God of all comfort is our God through Jesus Christ, right? So, And it says that he comforts us in all of our afflictions, not out of our afflictions, but like he's not going to take us away from our afflictions, but in our afflictions, he will comfort us in them, in all of them. And the reason he does that is not just so that we can be comforted, but so that we may be able to comfort those mm. who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by oh, God. Oh, so good. So it goes, I mean, we receive it from God, and then we share it with others, and then they're comforted by God as well. Man, what, what, about, what about you, Joe? What's something else that you find comfort when we talk about uh, uh, comforting Christianity? All right, so a comforting, not comfortable, but a yeah, comforting, comforting Christianity, like you're talking about, talking about is one that says, uh, like Romans 8, right? God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him to those who are called according to his purpose, right? So that I know that whatever circumstances I am in today, mm. however hard the day is, I mean, we don't all get to have those days where Jimmy does nothing all day long and just chills and has the day of, of chill. Like that must be nice. Uh, we don't all get that. Oh, you don't get that? Well, I do, but I, mm. the point is we don't all get it is what I'm saying, Jimmy. Okay, <laughs> I get it, but we don't all get it. Mm. Royal we. So, um, what I would say is that um, we are comforted in our um, in we, like we find rest in days of busyness. So like even if you don't get a chance to rest, mm. right? You can rest in the knowledge that wow, God is causing everything in your circumstances right now 
to work together for your good. It's going to make you who God wants you to be. Yeah. It's going to strengthen your faith. It's going to build character. It's, it's, it's going to equip you to help others. It's going to, like God will use everything that you're going through right now for your good. That's one of the re- ways I find comfort. Um, so, I mean, in a lot of ways, you're talking about then the purpose of God mm-hmm. in, in the life of the believer, right? And I think that's that to me is that, that there is a lot of comfort in that. Uh, it's not just this haphazard existence uh, where God just, uh, makes us and leaves us. Um, right. But like you said, that there is a plan and purpose uh, behind what we are going through. There's a passage in, in Philippians, right? Like, um, uh, like th- that you pray and I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to try and look it up. I'm just trying to blank on it. A lot of you guys will know what it is. Um, that when we pray, uh, God will uh, guard our hearts and our mm. minds in Christ Jesus, right? He will comfort us. He yeah. will protect us. Yeah. Um, so we have this means of grace called prayer um, by which we we draw near to God, we plead with him for mercy, and he gives us mercy. He gives us what we need. I think that that's another way in which I, I find real comfort is that, that not that prayer is merely a duty that I'm supposed to do, but it is a means by which I have communion with God, and there I find real peace um, real happiness, real encouragement, mm-hmm. and and real comfort. I think I know, there was another area of comfort when I think about it. I'm comforted to know that God saves sinners. Mm. So like when, you know, my dad for 19 years was hearing the gospel and rejecting it, I never despaired because I knew that, well, God saved me. God's in the business of saving sinners. Yeah. God's in the business of turning children of wrath into his children. He's He's in the business of taking spiritually dead people and making them spiritually alive. So I never despaired. I talked to him about Jesus whenever I could, and I prayed that God would convert him. I believed that God would convert him, and God did convert him. So like I, I think I get a lot of comfort from the fact that God saves sinners. I don't I don't save sinners. Yeah. All I all I do is tell people about Jesus, and God does the converting. I think uh, piggybacking off what you said uh, a little bit ago, um, I think there's comfort found uh, in the community of God. Mm. Right. I, I think there's just comfort there that um, that there's others that are it sounds so weird. There's others that are struggling as well. Right. Because I, I think sometimes we put up this facade that we've got it all together. Yeah. We put we up this this image that uh, I don't struggle with sin or I don't struggle uh, in the home or I don't struggle in my marriage or at work or or in my faith. that I don't mm-hmm. struggle with scripture, that I don't struggle with with belief. Um and so I, I find, or, or that when I am uh, being persecuted or, uh, um, I guess, rejected, right. uh, when the world is coming at me, that I'm not alone in that. So I guess that's that's where I find comfort is that, one, everyone else is just as screwed up as me, and two, we're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like the idea that that God has has given us the community, he's given us prayer, and he's given us his word, right? His word is another means of encouragement, as a means of grace, right? Um, and we've, we spent several weeks talking through the 1689 chapter 1 on the scripture, right? But um, there, there are, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, in the psalm, Psalm 19, Psalm 119 in particular, that talk about the beauty and the perfection and the usefulness of God's word. And um uh, one of the things that I, one of the verses that comes to mind is Psalm one nineteen fifty two. When I think of your rules from old, I take comfort, O Lord. Like God has not, like think about that. He takes comfort in God's rules, God's commands, His old ancient commands. 
like there's comfort there in that a God has given his people a rule by which we should live. So we don't have to guess, we don't have to make it up. And and there's comfort in that because he hasn't given us these rules to condemn us, right? Uh, because we are saved by his mercy and his grace. So he's given us these rules to live by. Um, and so we don't have to guess. We know what God wants us to do. And by God's grace, we can begin to walk in those ways and derive joy. Oh. So the scripture becomes a, a means of comfort because it helps us to understand the purpose of God. It helps us to understand the value of the community and what the community of faith is supposed to do. Um, it tells us who God is. It tells us who he is. And it tells us what the plan is uh, to some degree. So there's lots of comfort to be had. Not a comfortable Christianity that is derived from worldly comfort but a comforting Christianity that is derived from the truth of God and yeah. the presence of God. Absolutely. Well, Joe, I mean, you know, we've got a lot, we got a lot of things that we could find are that is comforting in Christianity, right? Uh, there's a lot of things that we can music, music. Yeah. Music's good. Right. Um, books, books, people, uh, word, uh, our hope in the gospel. And so, uh, we'd love to hear what are those things that, that give you comfort? Right. What are those things that uh, that uh, that encourage you as you uh, walk along, struggle along yeah. in, in your faith? Right. And be specific. Right. Like, tell us what books. Yeah. Right. Tell us what books. Tell us what songs. Yes. Right? Unless it's 10,000 reasons. I don't want to hear that. But otherwise, <laughs> like, tell us tell us what songs, what reckless books, love. reckless love, whatever. Uh, uh, but yeah, like share the like this is what God uses right now or has used recently to comfort me in my affliction, in my difficulty, in my discomfort. Mm. I have found not a comfortable Christianity, but a comforting Christianity in a world that is difficult. So, I mean, for myself, uh, I yeah, mean, what are we, what are we reading right now? We're well, going to yeah. start sharing what we're reading. Everybody wants to know what we're reading. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. So I'm, I'm actually reading. What uh, do you mean you? I'm, I'm, we, we're both reading oh, the same are you, book. Are yeah. you going to do it too? Oh, I, I brought it up. Stop okay. it. Well, anyways, uh, we're, we are going to be reading we, this book this week. This Royal next, week. We. next week we're reading this book. <laughs> we're reading this book. Covenant Children Today, Physical or Spiritual by Alan Connor. It's put out by RBAP. 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 Uh, and so, yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, to this book. It's asking the question, who exactly are the members of the New Covenant? Oh. Uh, oh. Well, mm. hey, Presbyterians. Oh. You get that one wrong. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, mm. we're going to be reading this uh, this week. It's a, it's a small book. This yeah, it's a small book. I like smaller those. Than, it's smaller than Joe's uh, booklet. Well, it's actually, it's taller than mine, though. Oh, you know what? This so is it's bigger probably, than... It's probably bigger. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was trying... No, yeah. you know what? It's it's large print. Big big big, big font. That's geriatric font. Yeah, it's so, our bap. So yeah. Four baps are old. so yeah, this actually might be smaller than your uh than your booklet. So anyways, yeah, reading that. We'd love to hear what you're reading. We'd love to hear what uh, you you take comfort in. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, DoctrineVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Are Wednesday. you trying to stretch it? You're trying to stretch the time? No. Because you're like you're going super slow. What do you mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, no, we're overtime. Yeah. Okay. Well, then why are you stretching it? No, I'm just trying you're, to make sure I say like you're it. Stretching. I'm trying to make sure just I say wrap it them. up. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video contents. Never. Later. Never. I said Never. later. You gotta Never. say bye. Bye. Never. You gotta say bye. Never forgetting. Mom's spaghetti. Mm-hmm.